This is episode 77 for Tuesday, December 6th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we will be covering style 9C, Baltic Porter. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Travis, and together with Chris, Eddie, and Sawyer, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Each week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Oh, 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 welcome back to another episode of Bruce Styles. Oh, 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 what? oh. It's December 6th. Oh, 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 oh. Welcome back to Chris. Oh, oh, how are you doing? Uh, you, you sound like an Arabic Santa Claus. <laughs> That's an odd... <laughs> An odd comparison. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Blue Style. No, that's awful. <laughs> yes, we are back and uh, joined today by Chris. Hola. How are you feeling? I'm How are fine. you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic. That's good. How are you, Travis? I'm recovering. <laughs> it was a it was a fun night last night. Yes, we got to celebrate uh, with the soon to be wed wedded Fratto and uh, Mrs. Fratto. Yes. They had their uh, their bridal shower, so lots of people were over. Yes. Lots of uh, fun and drinks were had. Yes. Uh, till late in the night and then early in the morning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went to bed at like 4.30. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it was fun, though. Yeah. Time. That's the sign of a good party. Yeah. There was no um, Waffle House afterward, though, so... No. That was... Bummer. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't break out the five-tap tower either. No. But... That was shocking. And that's the voice of Sawyer, who also sounds a little rusty today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> How you feeling, Sawyer? I'm okay. And the, when the weather you know, changes constantly, my allergies are just not having it. Yeah. So. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We're also joined by Eddie today. This is Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the cast of Brew Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Except Eddie's really not here. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting in his chair. Maybe he'll show up. Or maybe he won't. Uh, but, yeah, I uh, doubt it. Yep. So it's us three, which is fine. Kind of a throwback to the early days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like day one. Yeah. Episode one. <laughs> yeah. Which we recorded twice. Three times now, really. Yeah. Did y'all guys do anything interesting beer related this I did, week? I did. Um, I actually brewed for yeah. the first time in a long time. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Tell uh, us about it. I did a Belgian Dubel. Awesome. Um, and I said I was going to do something high alcohol. Well, by golly, so far it's working out. <laughs> I dumped a, a pound of corn sugar, or not corn sugar, but uh, candy sugar into it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens. I hit my numbers, though, so far. What were you shooting for? 1080. Nice. Okay. And I'm at 1080. Nice. So I had to do a little longer boil, though, because uh, I had a little too much liquid. So I was trying to boil it off a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. So I did about an hour and 20 minutes on the boil. <coughs> okay. Yep. I'm sure that helps your numbers a little bit, too. It did. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. That's about all I did. Yeah. <coughs> what? What? Is that what it sounded like when it was boiling? Yeah. What? I don't, I don't know what that was. What? What was that from? Yeah. Last week, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. You don't remember? It, well, it's always fun whenever I add new drops and I don't remember them. <laughs> oh, you were drunk last <laughs> time. I was really <laughs> drunk, too. I think we were all pretty drunk. I think everybody in here is drunk. 
<laughs> yeah. Was that, was that last week, too? Uh-huh. Yes. That was I towards the end. That. It was a fun episode. Yeah. Speaking of Belgians, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we got a chance to try some nice Belgian dark strong ale mm-hmm. uh-huh. last week. So if you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. At least the first part, anyway. It was kind of a long one because <laughs> we had a lot of really good beers to drink and yeah. then just kept drinking them and kept talking. But... Uh, it's that's funny. Probably our longest episode. I think so. Was it really? Yeah. How long was it? it was about two hours. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long. I really enjoyed listening to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you listened to it, you didn't remember how long it was? No, I just, yeah. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, we got some nice outtakes from that. Interesting. Which, uh, we are hoping to do another outtakes episode coming up soon. Yeah. Maybe over the break or something. Yeah. So it'll be another website only release. Mm. because there will be lots of cursing and debauchery. Yeah, it'll be bad, but it also so good. <coughs> so look forward to that soon. Um, I heard something interesting about Deep Ellum Brewing Company this week, that they sold their majority stake to, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember who it was. It wasn't like Anheuser-Busch or, or Miller, but it seemed like kind of an upstart. They want to help craft breweries increase their, their stakes and, Mm-hmm. And distribution, yeah, it was something like eight million dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's it, a lot of beer. That's a lot of money. <laughs> so they, I guess they did. They sell. They sold out, but it wasn't like to the bad guy. No, yeah. maybe in a good, good thing for. I them. think they just were looking for investors and you know to raise their capital a little bit. Yeah, it sounded like they were just cleaning up a bunch of their early investors. Mm. That's what I read that they bought out a lot of the uh, the minority shareholders, so that there was basically just John. He's got like a 40 percent share, and then the the company that bought him out has like a fifty six or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, I guess in the beginning they were just taking any investor who wanted to spend money on them. So it was probably like just a bunch of little one percent, two percent owners, and they just kind of cleaned up some things. But yeah, you know. Hmm. I guess that's good for them. Yeah. We also got to check out uh, Fratto's grandfather oh, yeah. at the Shindig. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Um, I kept mistaking it for a trash can because just of the way it looked. You know, it's very <laughs> incognito. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's a neat system. Yeah. He seems to really like brewing on it. So yeah. I was surprised how little space it takes up. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, it's kind of sat in the corner of his uh, living room. And then we talk about all of our homebrewing equipment, which is in the garage on several shelves. And Yep. So mine takes up like an entire wall of my garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really tempted to get one at the sale price from Cyber Monday mm. at seven ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really cool because it's it's all self-contained. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was talking to Fredo about it last night, it, it just uses one 110 element. So it takes a lot longer, but, you know, it, it is easier to brew on, I guess. And he said the boil is a real slight boil. It doesn't actually get vigorous mm. like we, we normally do on, on gas or whatever. Sometimes you need that vigorous boil. <laughs> yeah, you got to drive off like the DMS. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It, we killed that keg of gobble gravy last night. Really? Yeah, very tasty. Yeah, dang, and that was the that was the first one he did on the system, and it was that was a fantastic beer. That's the one I didn't get to try. Mm. Dang, oh well. He brews it every year, so you try it again next year. Yeah, come back. (laughs) What are you drinking right now? Sample cider. Mm. Yeah, the the Smee cider. I'm drinking water. Yeah, (laughs) he was drinking Coke. Yeah, and no, not cocaine. (laughs) I don't think you can drink cocaine. It might be painful. Chris got a new uh, a new setup in his garage this week. Yep. Yeah. So I guess that's new for you, beer related. Yep. Got rid of the um, the beer fridge and uh, got my dad's old upright freezer, uh, the shelf built for holding kegs and stuff. So I got a lot more space. Uh, and there's a section at the bottom for carboys, so I can put those in their locker and everything. So that's exciting. More room for activities. More room for activities. Yet he still only has one thing on tap. I know. He has all this space, and <clears throat> it's just hey, sitting I just there got it yesterday. Wasting, wasting away. Rancor Red is uh, in the fermenter. I just pitched my uh, dry hops. 
yesterday. So by this time next weekend, we'll have fresh Rancor Red. Nice. Awesome. And then I got the uh, the Iron Mash beer that's sitting. Oh, I forgot about that beer. Yep. So that's what's in the carboy right now inside the fridge. I still need to pitch my yeast, my second thing of yeast for uh, my Belgian Double. Yep. You have two yeast? Yeah. Huh. Same yeast, though, right? Yeah, it's the same yeast. Yeah, just yeah. double pitching. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just letting it sit for a few days before I do it again. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, all of our listeners. Thanks for coming back for another episode. We do mm-hmm. appreciate you tuning in from time to time and uh, hear what we have to say. Hopefully, we have a nice episode lined up for you today, which yep. uh, which I'm I'm here, so obviously it's going to be good. But uh, <laughs> if you do wow. if you do enjoy all of our our ramblings from week to week then go ahead and hit that subscribe button we would certainly appreciate it and then uh go ahead and toss up a review we yeah. appreciate that so this week we'll be covering <laughs> and chris will be telling us about it <laughs> well no we're not talking about that no. we're talking about baltic porter today 9c so overall impression a baltic porter often has the malt flavors reminiscent of an english porter and the restrained roast of a Swartz beer but with a higher OG and alcohol content than either. Very complex, with multi-layered malt and dark fruit flavors. Aroma, rich malty sweetness, often containing caramel, toffee, nutty to deep toast, and or licorice notes. Ugh, I don't like licorice. Hopefully we don't get a lot of that. Mm. Uh, complex alcohol and ester profile and moderate strength, and reminiscent of plums, prunes, raisins, cherries, or currants, occasionally with a venice port like quality really hmm some darker malt character that is deep chocolate coffee or molasses but never burnt no hops no sourness very smooth dark reddish copper to opaque dark brown not black (laughs) thick persistent tan colored head clear it's black not black clear although darker versions can be opaque Flavor. As with aroma, has a rich malty sweetness with a complex blend of deep malt, dried fruit esters, and alcohol. Has a prominent yet smooth Swartz beer-like roasted flavor that stops short of burnt. Mouth filling and very smooth. Clean lager character. <laughs> very careful about his placement. There. Yes. Clean lager least? Yeah. <laughs> Starts sweet but darker malt flavors quickly dominates and persists through finish. Just a touch dry with a hint of roast, coffee, or licorice in the finish. Malt can have a caramel, toffee, nutty, molasses, and or licorice complexity. Light hints of black currant and dark fruits. Medium low to medium bitterness from malt and hops, just to provide balance. Hop flavor from slightly spicy hops ranges from none to medium low. Mouthfeel. Generally quite full-bodied and smooth with a well-aged alcohol warmth. Medium to medium high carbonation, making it seem even more mouth-filling. Not heavy on the tongue due to carbonation level. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and read the comments. Uh, may also be described today as an imperial porter, although heavenly, heavenly, although heavily <laughs> roasted or hopped versions are not appropriate for this style. Most versions are in the 7 to 8.5% ABV range. Danish breweries often refer to them as stouts, which indicates their historic lineage from the days when porter was used as a generic <coughs> name for porter and stout. Uh, let's see. Style comparison. Much less roasted and smoother than an imperial stout, typically with less alcohol. Lacks the roasty qualities of stouts in general. More, t- uh, wow. More taking on the roasted but not burnt characteristics of a Swartz beer. Quite fruity compared to other porters. Higher alcohol than other porters. OG's uh, 1060 to 1090. 20 to 40 IBUs. FG is 1016 to 1024. Uh, SRM 17 to 30, ABV 6.5 to 9.5%. Well, let's get fruity. <laughs> so it sounds to me like it's a mixture of a, you know, Belgian quad and a porter, like a maybe a quad with some roasty, caramely coffee notes to it. Yeah, there were a lot of interesting uh, things that, that were listed in there that I wasn't expecting. All the, the fruity, like licorice, yeah, that kind of stuff. And uh, I did like that in the aroma, you see something that you rarely see in the guidelines. It says 
no hops. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And typically you'll they'll list it like, you know, low to to none, but in this one they just flat out say no hops. You know, right. it would be funny if someone made a beer that in order to enjoy it you had to eat a hop pellet along with drinking it. <laughs> Gross. Listen back to episode 17 <laughs> ESP to hear um, yeah. everyone but me eat a hop and then the, the next, next week, week <laughs> pumpkin version <laughs> one <sighs> when I ate one at the end. I couldn't taste right for a few days. Yeah, I mean, it was bad. Yeah. <sighs> I just sure we're just thinking about it. Please don't ever eat a hop. <laughs> or you can try and let us know how it goes. <sighs> eat a very, very, very tiny pellet. Yeah. I'm going to send a picture of you guys of my poop whenever I poop later. <laughs> that was after eating the hop. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. This will be interesting. interesting style. Yeah. Um, as a note, whenever Chris and I took our tasting exam, this was one of the styles listed, and both of us bombed it. Yeah. Because we're just, uh, we were unfamiliar with it. Yeah. I really don't remember um, trying it in the class. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one we had or or what the conversation was about it at all because when yeah. they when they poured it and were writing things about it it was supposed to be like rich malty like they're talking about and it was very mild and so i i just kind of took it as hey this is kind of nice because it yeah. was pleasant and it was not anywhere near what should have been because mm-hmm. reading all the complexity in the notes that's what we're looking for but the one that we were given and we gave a really high score to was not any of that. Right. So this will be interesting to try. I think we have uh, three examples today, and uh, it'll be it'll be neat to see the the commercial take on it, for sure, including the com- the commercial examples. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so, speaking of which, I think we're gonna get it set up and come back at you with some beer. We're not gonna do history. I guess we can. There's, it's, there's not a whole I guess lot. We can. Well, I mean, there's a that little blurb in the the guidelines. Well, yeah, I'm on Brew Wiki, and there's a little bit more than there, in there, and then, then on on the guidelines. So I'll just read that. Okay, it's fairly similar. That's fun to say. What Brew Wiki? Yeah, Brew Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new laugh for you. Yeah. Or what if you what if you had a, a brewery named Brew Wiki? Ooh, that's Brew a Brew Wiki idea. Brewery. <laughs> you would sound drunk ordering it before you even drank anything if you can sound sober while saying that word or that name you get a free beer yeah. brew wiki brewery <laughs> brew wiki brewery <laughs> yeah, that's bad. all right all right Go ahead, so the the history uh it says uh the style started in the baltic states of latvia estonia lithuania and also in Finland, Poland, and Russia in the 18th century. Does that make sense? Hmm. It was derived from English porters that were introduced in the Baltics in the 18th century. However, the higher alcohol content and sweet malty character shares much in common with more robust Russian imperial stouts. Baltic porters were largely wow were largely <laughs> there we go they were largely forgotten in the West until the fall of the Iron Curtain in the late 1980s. When craft brewers re- reintroduced the style, hmm. so that's all there was on it. So based on English border, essentially, yeah, that and Russian imperial stouts. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, we'll take our break and get to tasting. Cool. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're back. What? Oh, uh, <laughs> okay, so. Uh, the next one. What? I'm sorry. The first one. What? <laughs> what? what? Pretty soon we're going to have just straight up conversations with drops. <laughs> and we're back. See? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All, right, All right. So this on. is uh, this this first one is the real ale, 19th anniversary Baltic Porter. 7.7 ABV, 22 fluid ounces, year 2015. Uh, Brought to you from Blanco, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> working in the hill. Con- yeah, working in the hill country from a foundation <laughs> of time-honored brewing tradition. Real ale believes minimal processing produces maximum flavor. 
unfiltered, unpasteurized, only in Texas. That's all it says. Hmm. Unfiltered? That's what it says. It's pretty dark. I can't see through it anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter Not if it's murky. Not quite <laughs> opaque. So when I hold up the light, I can see a little bit of like rouge tints. I can't see anything. But it doesn't look like there's floaties or anything. I, like, I got the bottom. 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 So I can't. It's murky. I can't see anything. I can see highlights in Sawyer's when he's holding it up. Yeah. I can see Ruby highlights for sure. But yeah. Mine's just black. Well, you did get the bottom. That's bottom. What I just. <laughs> he I had felt some like, bottom in his mouth. <laughs> I felt like reiterating okay. that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, pretty carbonated. Yeah. When I poured it, it had a nice, I guess, beige head. Head stand. Yeah. Stuck around for a while. Still kind of there. Tiny bubbles. Yep. Interesting mm. aroma. Smells sweet. Yeah, it does. It smells like wort. It smells like an old homebrew or a young beer, um, <laughs> like one of like one of Frado's old homebrews. Mm. I think maybe number three. Whenever he tried to do a a Schwartz beer and it went like fruity. Yeah. Well, is that the one that he forgot about that turned into wine essentially? <laughs> no, that was number two. Accidentally aged ale. Oh yeah, his triple A. But I think number three was. Very similar to this because that's the first thing I thought of because he wanted to do a Schwartz beer and it, it, it just turned fruity at mm-hmm. some point. And so every time we pull out a bottle years later, it's just like, man, it's really like the same kind of thing I'm getting now, dark fruits. I do get dark fruits. It's actually really good though. Um, yeah, like some toffee. Yeah. Whorehound candy. Well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> whorehound candy. What is that? You never had whorehound candy? I'm sorry, did you say whorehound? Yes. yes. Like like a whore. H O R E. Oh, without the W. Yeah. It's like yeah. what molasses candy. Yeah, it's kind of like sucking on a cough drop, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't buy them, but buy them. <laughs> okay. To try it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I, um, I see what they're talking about in the guidelines about the, uh, the Venice port like. See, I just had a port the other day, and I don't get that character in this. Before you take that drink sample, this t- this time drink it and think milk. Milk? Milk. Like chocolate milk? No, like white milk. <laughs> that was the sound of him drinking. Maybe right. almond milk. Okay, so I'm not the only one, then. I said maybe. <laughs> I, I just get a lot of molasses in this. Mm. I get milk. I get molasses and maybe some brown sugar mm-hmm. and fruit. Roasted, certainly, um, in the guidelines it said, should be just on the edge of being burnt, but not. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm getting that. Yeah. Some astringency a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bitterness lingers, but it's all from the, the toasted grains and none really from hops. Hmm. Hops are absent as yeah. in the guidelines. Not, said it should not getting be. any yeah, hops. No bitterness. Oh, I'm getting bitterness. Well, but, I don't. But it's, it's, it's grain bitterness, not hop bitterness. Oh, maybe yeah. it's just my, my allergies messing with me because I don't get any bitterness at all. It is pretty sweet, though. Like, maybe too sweet for me. Yeah. Would you say that this is sweeter than uh, Hackershore? I haven't said that in a long time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yeah. You were on a stretch there where you compared everything to Hackershore. I know. Either this tastes like Hackershore or this does not taste like Hackershore. <laughs> this does not taste like Hackershore. <laughs> Hackershore is better than this. <laughs> oh, I agree. Hmm. Which I think I still have two more at home. Yeah. It is important to note that Real Ale had their 20th anniversary recently. So this this bottle being their 19th anniversary is aged as a good Baltic porter should be. Yeah. Well, any loggers. You're welcome. <laughs> I saw this uh, at Total Wine also. Is that where you got it? Yes. Yeah. So it was aged on a shelf <laughs> in room temperature. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was there. I just went and waited a year and, and bought it after that. And, you know, and yeah. Yeah. He'd really walk by it every now and then, kind of wink at it. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm, coming, I'm coming back your to you. coming soon. I, I, I got you, baby. 
to whereas I walked around for 45 minutes and could not find another Baltic <laughs> porter. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's not really a, a very popular style, I guess. Yeah. One of the uh, commercial examples is the Baltica from Russia, number six, which yeah. I know I've had because mm-hmm. I've rated it before and I've seen it on shelves. I guess it was something like you take it for granted. But now once we actually go looking for it, um, I think the craft beer scene has changed so much that all of the old standbys that used to be on the shelves at like Central Market all the time have now been pushed out for the new and the exciting. Or the local. Yeah. Because I found, um, you said six is the Baltic Porter? Yes. Because I found a seven, I guess it was. Uh, but Total Wine didn't have six. Yeah, you said that was the Dortmunder. Yeah. Dortmunder. Which is completely different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyway. Oh, I'm getting the alcohol warmth. Well after well after the finish. Really? Yeah, it's kinda warming my throat. Yeah, I'm kinda there too. As I stare at the whiskey bottle that's sitting on the table. I was thinking about warmth and I was like, Oh, I'm actually getting it from this. I'm not. It's a seven point seven percent. I like pie. <laughs> Random. Interesting. Okay. See I <clears throat> don't think that I have had a lot of Baltic porters, maybe one or two. And so like you were talking about the the class and the test, when that was one of the things presented to us, I'm thinking, crap, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> you know, I read through the guidelines, but I didn't have anything to equate it to. And I think after drinking this, it is a, a happy marriage between an English porter a Swartz beer and a Belgian double. That's English right there on the wall. It says restroom. What? English porter. Oh, on the wall, it says restroom. It's English. So I think if you were to take an English porter, a Swartz beer, and a Belgian double and pour them into one glass, you'd get this. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, because it does have all the the fruity, dark fruit notes that you'd expect from belgians but then it also has a fair bit of roastiness mm-hmm. um i do remember on our short spear episode you could have a range of roastiness you could have like yeah. the no roasty it's like basically a black colored uh light lager mm-hmm. very smooth or you could also be on the roasty edge and we had several of those right so yeah this one being on the on the roasty side i could see that mm-hmm. yep it's interesting oh. Well, yeah, it's it's it, not my favorite. No, yeah, it's it, all right. If this is a good example of the style, which I'm assuming it is, because it fits all the guidelines and things that we read, um, probably wouldn't be a style that I that I reach for, given the given the choice. But um, I have palatability rating. <laughs> probably gonna be about a four. Yeah, five. I'm right there at four also. Hmm. Now it is. I guess we should note what the commercial examples are because I we have not been able to find any of them, and I've never heard of any of these except for the six. Mm-hmm. Um, Alderis Porteris. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that. Baltica number six. Yeah. Devil's Backbone Danzig. That's a that's a brewery from Virginia, I think. They just sold out to AB InBev. Mm. Not too long ago. Way to go. I think. There's also... Way to go, Eddie. <laughs> a a Cochum, a Cosum Porter. Don't what? even know what that is. Seinbrichhoff Porter and Zywiec Porter. Never that, heard of any of those. That name sounds familiar. Oh, I saw one of those beers in Frado's fridge last night. The Z one? Zywiec? Really? Yeah. Z-Y-W-I-E-C. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was from that company. I don't think it was the Baltic Porter. Interesting. I don't even know where that is. Well, anyway, there we go. Well, what, shall we move to Mississippi? Next? One down. <laughs> next, we're moving over to a Mississippi brewery, which I learned how to spell Mississippi in second grade. And I was really proud of myself. In my SSI, SSIPPI. Nice. Yep. And I still remember. But uh, <laughs> I would hope so. This, obviously, this is a beer that. We do not get here in the North Texas area. Had to pick this up when I went to New Orleans over the summer and just kind of been uh, sitting on it. 
for a while because I knew we had this episode coming up eventually. You sat on it? Yeah. I was going to say, I can't be very comfortable. It's in a can. No, maybe there might be butt sweat too. Bottom. Gross. Yeah. Bottom. This is from Southern Prohibition Brewing Company out of Hattiesburg, 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 Mississippi. (coughs) It is called Ragana, and it's part of their cicada series, which they say is named after Mississippi's favorite invasive species. Our cicada series brings you limited edition seasonal selections. So this is one of their seasonals, and it is a Baltic porter. It rings in at 7.3% with 30 IBUs. It's a nice uh, silver can. All right, let's open it up. I can't find it. Feel that can. Oh. It's a regular can. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> what you're looking for? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to do the, the drop. Thought you but, do the, the opening of the can. Yeah. It feels like it's got a label that you can peel off. Yeah. So, so it's just a silver can. Yeah. A silver bullet. No, that's not quarters. Sawyer would be drunk already if it weren't. Yeah, and I drove by their factory on Friday. <laughs> no. Eddie's going to try to find it for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Go ahead and open it up. <laughs> I liked it. Ah, uh, the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the next one. The appearance is a little more opaque than the last one. See, this looks um, exactly like my pour on the last one. I have floaties. See, I can't. Oh, yeah, I gave you the bottom of the can. Thanks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I have floaties. <laughs> I really do. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a dark, dark brown. I can't. Oh, God. I don't get any, uh, like, ruby highlights like I did the last one. So this one seems more murky. Yeah. This is more brown. Tall carbonation, though. Yeah. I have a lot of floaties in the bottom. Smells similar to the last one, but not as strong. I get chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this aroma is more pleasant to me. Less yeah. less dark fruit notes yeah. and more, yeah, like I said, more chocolate. More candy. And, mm-hmm. Not Dude. as much molasses. Yeah. More bready, grainy than you the know, last one. Actually, this the aroma kind of reminds me of a dunkel. Okay. I was going to say milk stout without, well... I was going to say temperatures without the alcohol. See, I can see that too. We haven't done sweet stout yet. We need to do it this winter. Yeah, we go for sure. Ooh, I like this. More so <laughs> than the real ale. I like this beer. I think I think the real ale had a lot more of the dark fruit for sure. Yeah. Um, this one is more porter-like. Yeah. Definitely getting like the grainy, toasty notes. The dark fruit is pretty subdued compared to the real ale. Mm-hmm. I really don't know that I get any dark fruit. I don't think I do, but then again, my allergies are messing with me. So maybe some like raisin or prune, but not not like a sweet dark fruit. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what how else to explain that. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> hmm. I'm getting, um, I guess on my tongue, I I feel bitterness. Okay, on my tongue, I feel a little bit of bitterness. You know, when that's I'm, where you feel bitterness. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely coming through well into the finish. What about your esophagus area? <laughs> oh, what is that one? Under? Oh, that was her car. I don't know how to spell esophagus. I didn't learn that in second grade. <laughs> Esophagus. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think there's a P in there somewhere. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I I think, like I said before, this one's much more porter-like, and it's much more pleasant mm-hmm. to drink. It's not It's not overly sweet. It's not burnt. Um, Yet again, I'm getting the warmth. Well, after See, the finish. I'm still not getting any warmth. I'm not getting any warmth in this one. What's the ABV on this one? 7.3. Yeah, 7.3. Oh, okay. 7.3. Are you okay today, Sawyer? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am, Steve. Where's the bottle? What? Is that when I said bottle? Yeah. Where's the bottle? <laughs> what were you trying to say? Bottle? Where's the bottle? 
And you said pothole? Apparently. That's like me saying IPUs. <laughs> Clean yogurt, at least. <laughs> I like this beer. Anyway, what's our poundability on this one? I think we've talked it down already. My poundability rating. <laughs> I'm going to go up to like six. I'll go up one to a five. I will also go to a six. Hmm. Cool. Right there in the middle. Six, six, five. Saved it. Hmm. Thank you. And yet again, this is just not not really a beer style that I'm over the moon about. Yeah. We should be energetic right now. Well, I'm 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 with Travis on this one. It's not it's just kind of there and it's not something that stands out to me. I would rather just drink a porter. Kind of like American light lager. No, that one everybody can get behind. <laughs> I don't never mind. <clears throat> but um I just I would rather have an English porter. Give me a give me a Taddy or Tadcaster. Yeah. I'd take another storm cloud. Over well that's IPA. I know. <laughs> Talking about porters. Yeah. I'd rather have a good English porter over a Baltic. Cause if I want dark fruits, then I'm gonna go for a Belgian double or a quad. I'm not gonna Get your fruits out of my porter. <laughs> you don't want to get fruity? No. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, if I do, I'll take a Belgian. Mm. Yeah. Because this reminds me a lot of the uh, Southern English Brown, which was in the previous guidelines, but they mm-hmm. uh, they moved it to the historical category for the recent edition. It's called, like, London Brown Ale. Because... Not many people make it, and it, this was similar to that because it had the brown notes, but also um, also had the dark fruit, which I guess I don't think it's a good combination personally. It's uh, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. well, we got one more. It yeah. should be a little different. Yeah. I'm maybe it'll be more to what it's supposed to be. I I don't know. Well, let's get hyped. <laughs> Hey guys, how's everyone doing? Hey. All right, good to oh, see oh, you. Here's that guy, Okay. Hola, cómo está? Oh, jeez. We wanted to get hyped, right? Yeah. So no, no more way to get hyped than that. I guess. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Extra hard. That's anyway. another way to get hyped. <laughs> so the last beer that we have I'm is. Erect. What? <laughs> The last beer that we have is from Denmark or Belgium or Denver. De- no. Anyway, where's the bottle? It is um, from Mick- Mickler. I've heard it pronounced Mickler. Mickler, Mickler, whatever. M I K K E L L E R. We're American, so we can say it however we want to, and then everyone else has to do it. L U S E. It's not. It's not Mickler. No. Mickler Ultra. Yeah. Uh, this one's 8%, and uh, in Untapped, it's listed as a Imperial Porter. So Is that the highest ABV we've had? ABB yes. we've had? ABV. A- ABB. Yes, 8%. Uh, there are some ingredients listed on the back. ABB uh, says beer ingredients. Water. Okay, I like water. Yeah, it's a good start. Barley malt. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Roasted barley. Ooh. Mm. Barley malt and roasted barley are bolded, by the way. Interesting. Yes. Um, it's black. Cassinade sugar. Don't know what that is. Hops. Sweet. Coriander seeds. Oh, there you go, Sawyer. Mm. There's some coriander. How seeds. about paradise seeds? Maybe parasite so. seeds. I've been ah, saying ah, stuff ah. about paradise seeds this entire time. <laughs> Star anise, which I'm not quite sure what that is. Um, cinnamon, cloves, and yeast. Cinnamon. I, like I yeast. just get cinnamon. You have trouble with that word. <laughs> yeast? Cinnamon? No. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. That's easy to say. Cinnamon. Clean yogurt yeast. That too. Clean yogurt yeast. I did offer to take the yeast. Oh, we will. You'll take it hard. <laughs> that was from episode one. Uh, wow, it's really? One of, well, yeah, one of our oldest drops. Really? 
Because that was from the uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. Anyway, so uh, pours a very black. dark, heavy black. The pour of this reminded me of black ten fifty. That's what it looked like when I poured it. Yeah, it pours real mm. thick. I can see that. It you don't see any of the ruby highlights that we got in the first no, one. It's very dark. When very we first dark. poured it, it got a, uh, a really tall brown Ooh. head and legs. Look at those legs. interesting all right yeah my head's kind of falling in but whenever first poured it had a big yeah brown like loaf of bread yeah might want to see a doctor for that (laughs) fairly nice aroma yeah very very roasty very roasty chocolatey yeah Mm -hmm. do you get any uh dark fruits no. Not really. And the no. aroma. Uh, it's hard for me to smell. So. Any licorice, molasses. Do you get beer? No, like the real ale, the first one we had was big dark fruits on the nose. Um, the Mississippi one wasn't as much. And this one, I'm, I'm not really pulling much dark fruit, if at all. It's more just yeah. kind of roasted grain, chocolatey. Now, the little card at Total Wine... Called this a Baltic Porter. Untapped says it's a Imperial Porter. So I don't... The The guidelines did say that it can be confused for an Imperial Porter or it was originally called an Imperial Porter. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I've learned from shopping at Total Wine is that you can't always trust the little card. Right. Exactly. But... Especially if you bring it home and freeze it on accident. <laughs> I'm just saying that I, I may not or may have not put the beer in the freezer. To <laughs> I don't get the Baltic Porter characters that we read about in the guidelines with this. Yeah. It's very roasty. It's very chocolatey. And there's a there's a, a bitterness astringency that's there. You know, the guideline said mm-hmm. not burnt, but I get like a, a burnt coffee or a... You know how... Are we not at the tasting part yet? Are we just sniffing? What? Have you tasted it yet? Me? I was still just sniffing. Yeah, I tasted it a long time ago. You're a little behind there, Travis. (laughs) It's Um, a weird aftertaste. Oh. Hmm. You know that when when you go to the the coffee pot and it's been Mm -hmm. sitting there on the, the heater for like a few hours? Yeah. That's kind of the taste I get out of this. It's like old, overly... Burnt coffee. Yeah. Mm. It's like seven eleven coffee. <laughs> yeah, the I guess whatever whatever spice they used is really coming through and it it's it's on the finish. It just lasts and it yeah. lasts and it lingers and it lingers. Yeah, I don't like it. Because it says holiday ale brewed mm. with spices on the label, and then I, I read the spices. Mm. But I don't I'm not sure what star anise is. That's probably what it is that that we're picking out because we're not familiar with that one. If it was something like ginger or nutmeg, we know what that is. We know what, what cinnamon is. <laughs> I did that on purpose, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, I don't know. Hmm. According to Wikipedia, Star Anise... BrewWiki? Yes, BrewWiki. Um, Star Anise is Elysium Verum is the plant... And it looks like a star. What? Um, let's see. It says, star anise oil is highly fragrant, used in cooking, perfumery, soaps, toothpaste, mouthwashes, and skin creams. Perfumery sounds like a word that uh, President Bush made up. <laughs> <laughs> Strategery. I think so, Obama. to bring perfumery back to our country. <laughs> anyway. So maybe that's what it is. The star anise is kind of soap-like. Yeah, I I guess I could get that. I mean, not really potpourri, fragrant, but decorative know, soap. Kind of the yeah, the the soft, slick, soapy. I don't know. I it's different. I I don't like that. I don't either. <laughs> I think if I were to put these three in order, I'd do the the one from Mississippi. Um. 
Regat. What is it called? Regonk. What? I you know Regonk. It's not called Regonk. Oh, he said Regonk. Oh, no, he said re- bottom. That's a drop. <laughs> Actually, the I you know that's listed as Regonk. Regana. <laughs> Regana. That's what it's called. Regana. I probably put that one first because I really like the uh, the English porter uh, essence that it has. Well, that's the most drinkable out of the three. Yeah. Had. Then then this one, the Mickler, and then I put the Relil last just because of its it, it's just overly sweet and the dark fruits are kind of overpowering. I can't get past that that spice, whatever it is. The, this one would be last for me. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, I'd put the silver bullet first. <laughs> Feel that can. And it's a regular can. There it is. And then uh, the real ale. And then this one. I, honestly, I'm having a hard time drinking this one because of that, that weird aftertaste. The bitterness? If, if that's what it is, yeah, sure. I, I might, Like I said, my allergies are all jacked up. So, yeah. See, they make a lot of good beers. A lot of really good beers. And I'm shocked that we haven't featured them before. Um, sad that the first one they feature is not one of our favorites. Yeah. I like it. I really do. It tastes a lot like uh, what you would expect an imperial stout to taste like. A thinner imperial stout. I mean, the, the alcohol is present. It's not like up front. But the, the bitterness level you get from the, the extremely roasted grain mm-hmm. is definitely there. Yeah. So I like it. I think it's good. Okay. My palatability rating. <laughs> this one's got to be a three for me. It's the lowest of the night. I have to agree with three as well. Yeah, I, I'd probably be like a four. It's just, yes, I like the flavor, but the bitterness level would prevent me from pounding it. Okay. Yeah. So. Word. Join us next week when we buy uh, Star Anise and just eat it straight up. (laughs) Gross. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Don't we have a recipe for a Baltic That'll be worse than uh, than a hop, eating a hop. It's like eating soap. So, Travis, grab Jamil's book over there. and uh, He's playing with a podcast cat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't gone through a recipe since uh, last week, so we should probably go through a recipe today. Actually, before last week, it was a long... T- Somehow, that just kind of dropped off of our yeah. list of things. To- I don't know why we got away from it. But yeah, anyway, know. we're going to get back to it. So here's a recipe for Baltimore. We're going to get around to it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, from Jamil's book, Brewing Classic Styles. And I want to read the introduction to this for his, his recipe. He says, there are a couple of great Baltic porters made in Russia, which happens to be where my grandparents came from, before the communists took power. My grandparents fled Russia, with one of them later being captured and imprisoned in the gulag after fighting against the Soviets. The colloquial name for Soviet gulag inmate was Zeke. Z-E-K. This recipe is for those who died under communism, especially those who died in a gulag. Raise a pint and be sure to have, uh, be sure to say something out loud that the Soviet communists would have hated, which is pretty much anything. <laughs> In Soviet so, Russia, <laughs> beer drinks you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I won't give you the exact amounts, but I'll kind of dance around the subject. His OG on this one is ten eighty nine. Dang! So it's pretty high. Uh, alcohol at nine point four is what you're shooting for, so this is a this, wow. is, this is a big beer, for sure. There's a let's see, twelve plus seven, so we're looking at nineteen pounds of base malt. Jeez, um, which is Continental Pilsner and Munich all together, and then there's a lot of steeping grains, Crystal sixty, Special B. Carafa Special 2. So that's where all your dark fruits are coming from. Yeah. Those from the special uh-huh. ones. Yeah. And then chocolate malt. And he uses a hop I've never heard of. It's Lublin. L-U-B-L-I-N. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that one either. It's a, it's a 3.5% alpha. So a pretty low 
mm-hmm. low bittering hop, but never heard of that. And uh, this style could be kind of like a hybrid. So you could do an ale yeast and then ferment it cold or a lager yeast and ferment a little warmer because you want those esters, you want the dark fruits. Mm-hmm. But uh, it technically is a lager, so you want to you want to cold condition it for a while. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting mash at 150 um, and then a 90-minute boil to knock out all the DMS because of the Pilsner malt. That is interesting. The yeast, uh, he says you can use the... Uh, White Labs Zurich Lager yeast, White Labs German Lager yeast, Y yeast Bavarian Lager, or Ferment to Safe Lager. So all, yeah, he he recommends the Lager yeast, but uh, in the preview page he does say if you use an ale yeast, then you need to cold ferment it. Interesting. Well, I don't know that I have any interest in brewing a Baltic Porter, but it would be a nice wanna, experiment, I think. I don't want to drink five gallons of this. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. I mean, why not just brew a Swartz beer or a Porter? Mm-hmm. I mean... Or a Russian Imperial Stout. Or a Double. Or use this as <laughs> oh, a base that. style for something else. I mean, like what okay. Mickler did, adding spices. Add so it's ghost a ghost peppers. Spice. Or what uh, What the Covey did a long time ago and made the Adoro Porter, which was this yeah. base style. Deep Ellum makes the uh, dub, the double brown stout, yeah. which they add cherries to to make another beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it does seem like this beer is widely used as a base. So maybe we could brew yeah. it just to say you've done it and then just add, I don't know, make a smoked porter. I don't know. Actually, I've I've seen or heard about anyway... Um, some smoked Baltic porters, and they're probably I I would think that smoke would would lend well to this style. Yeah, it could. Yeah, so that would be an interesting experiment too. Maybe not so much the the fruitier side of it, but you know the more astringent, roasty side of it for sure. Yeah. So, hmm. interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. I learned a lot today about the style that I was not familiar with beforehand. So. Yep. That's why we do this. <laughs> Don't always hit a home run. Nope. The style's not my favorite. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> but it was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> like the random burp in the background. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, oh, 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 oh. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of Brew. Styles, where our topic of discussion was the Baltic border. It's Christmas time next week, and we go to a party. And we drink beer. It's the Cap and Hair Homebrew Club Christmas party next week, and you're coming along with us. Cheers till then. Okay, bye.